Austin, Paris is becoming a, uh, a popular city. I mean, you got, for you guys, you got to the final here last year. You were runners-up at the Paris Masters in uh, November, final again at Roland Garros. Is there something about the city? Yeah, yeah it, it sure seems that way. Um, you know, I wouldn't have said that a couple of years ago, but I was joking with uh, Yvonne after indoors last year that Paris is now officially my favorite city and, and uh, continues to uh, <laughs> to deliver. So, yeah, I would absolutely say it's um, my favorite place to play at the moment. And, um, you know, it's just an amazing venue. I mean, all of the Grand Slams are amazing, but um, I really have a good feeling here in Paris. And, and uh, you know, we like to play on clay and um, and uh, it suits our game well. And, and I think we've been, been playing some good stuff, so hopefully we can keep it going for one more. You do hear players say, oh, I always do well at this tournament or I always do well in this city. I mean, is there something tangible or is it is it just the superstition? Is it the memories? Do you when you come out of a hotel in Paris, do you sort of say, oh, yeah, this feels good? Yeah, I would say um, a lot of it has to do with the feeling um, that you have. Um, you know, it's one of those things where it's hard to explain until you've kind of done it. Um, it probably doesn't make sense <laughs> thinking about that from the outside. But, yeah, when you feel good somewhere in a city and you've played well somewhere before, it's easier to, to replicate it in, in years coming. So, um, yeah, I mean, for, for whatever reason, Paris uh, has a great feel for us. We feel comfortable here. People are super friendly. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't speak much French, but everyone is, is very accommodating. And, and um, you know, the facilities here are beautiful so we enjoy our time every, every uh, tournament we get to play in Paris and hopefully uh, we'll keep coming for many more so champions of Monte Carlo this year good record on clay how much does the surface matter in doubles we seem to think of it as mattering more in singles is it more neutralized given that there are more volleys in doubles Yes, I, I would say it, it probably has a bit more effect um, in singles, uh, makes points a bit longer and um, you know uh, can play a good bit slower um, I think the weather has a good bit to do with it at some of these events. Um, a lot of the time when it's when it's sunny, like the weather's been amazing here in the last two weeks, um, you know, sunny and, and a bit warm every day, it, it makes the courts play a bit faster. Um, but, you know, it does slow down. You, you do see a, a few more guys staying back um, off of first and second serves um, on the clay and doubles. Um, so it changes it a little bit. I think the movement is probably the, the bigger thing that changes um, for, for a lot of, especially, you know, us Americans. We... We play on clay when we're younger on the green clay, but it is significantly different. Um, so sliding on that is, is not even in the same ballpark as, as over here on the red stuff. So, um, you know, it is different for, for the movement side of things, but I would say it probably has less of an effect in doubles than singles, yeah. So does learning on North American clay or hard courts benefit playing on red clay, or does benefit playing on red clay benefit playing on the hard courts and the North American clay? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I would say probably growing up on on more red clay or playing more events. Um, we we do try when, when we're younger to to come over here to Europe some and, and at least get exposed to it because I think it helps you develop your all around game, playing defense, moving, um, and kind of constructing points better. So I would say it's it's probably a little bit better to grow up playing on red clay and it kind of transfers over to the other stuff a little bit better. But you know, I mean, everyone has a, a different game style um, and different attributes to them, their own personal, you know, strength and serve and all the things. So a lot of those things matter, uh, and it's up to the, it's different for the individual. But um, if I had to pick, I would say probably better to play on red clay at a young age than than hardcore. We've talked to you on the ATP podcast in the past about your running, the ultra running. I mean. Do you still do that? Can you do that in Paris? Or when you're at a tournament, does that get suspended? Yeah, usually it's, it's a little bit of a pause uh, at tournaments. Um, I do still like to run quite a bit, um, especially when I'm at home. Um, there was a stretch there where, where I was doing a good bit at tournaments as well. And, and actually, that was 
uh, it's it's a great way to get familiar with the city. So I, uh, a couple summers ago, I was I was running a lot during events, and it was a cool way to kind of get to know where everything is in in Paris. And and um, you know we don't typically do much sightseeing um, when we're at uh, tournaments, so it was a good way to get out of the room and kind of you know figure out where everything is and see certain things that you wouldn't get a chance to see. But um, yeah, I mean, I think you have to be a little bit smart about it, especially at these um, events for the matches. We, we, as we've had this week, some longer matches, you have to be a little bit smarter and, and um, you know, rest and, and be as fresh as you can for um, for the tennis matches, which is what our profession is after all. So, <laughs> Apart from the obvious thing of top-level fitness, which every tennis player needs, what has running given you? Yeah, uh, for me personally, um, I think it's it's significantly more about the mental side of it than the um, than the physical side. Obviously, you know, running is, is great exercise and, and gets you in shape in, in more ways than one. But um, I think with the ultra distance stuff, I I just I like the fact uh, when there's that flip when it becomes not physical anymore and it's just mental, where um, everybody n- nobody's comfortable um, at that at that distance. Um, you know everybody has a breakdown and, and it has nothing to do anymore with physical stamina it has to do with with pushing through mentally so for me that's the gratifying part once you get to that stage and and it's it's literally just making the decision to keep going um is what i get um, some confidence from and i think that helps me clear my mind and obviously tennis is, is a difficult sport um you know as everyone could see it, there's a lot of pressure and a lot of tough moments and stuff so so being able to do something that's extremely difficult that um nobody i would say really enjoys um but um that's a relief to hear that yeah 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 nobody you know really likes it i think it's just the the fact that you can have the discipline to do something that's not that comfortable and push yourself um you know all the time it it, uh, gives you confidence and i think that for me has been the more beneficial part of it so would you look back on any match situations whether it's a match point saved or even holding serve in a critical situation where you say I was able to do that as a direct result from my ultra running. Uh, I mean, it's it's tough to to link back a direct result, um, but there's so many times where um, yeah, you're, you're uncomfortable. Um, you know, and it's obviously different playing a sport and and um, you know, serving at four five in the third set, fifteen forty or something like that, as opposed to being on your thirty first mile of of a, of a race that you chose to do willingly. Um, you know, but I think at the same time, it's it's a similar uncomfortable feeling where it's like you could stop, you you could you know let off the gas a little bit but um kind of pushing through that that um you know split second decision you have to keep going or stop um i think that's similar more similar than um people give it credit for but um yeah so i mean i, I don't know if you can directly link some stuff but that's uncomfortable feeling is 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 strangely very familiar in latent matches and stuff is it strange a lot of people would say Do you know i play tennis to stay fit without having to do fitness. I chase a tennis ball rather than have to sort of put one foot in front of the other mile after mile after mile or even on a treadmill in the gym. For you, it's the other way around. Yeah, um, you know, I mean, it's in some ways it's a little bit of a uh, of an addiction to, to ex- I mean, you know, us athletes, we, we obviously exercise for a living quite a bit. So, you know, we get somewhat addicted to that. Um, so, I mean, I think it's just kind of, personal preference some people like to lift a lot or, or do certain things like that but um yeah I, I just i really enjoy that part of it and um and like i said you know i think it's more mental than than physical is the part that i enjoy does it benefit any other aspects of your life because i mean we know life throws up all yeah. sorts of difficulties sure. i think it relates to, to everything um you know i think it relates to everything yeah all the struggles <laughs> for sure have you had any weird situations when you're out ultra running because you must have done it all over the world and uh, must have come across um people who don't quite realize what you're doing yeah, I mean, there's some. You get some looks for sure. Um, yeah, we had some 
I actually quite enjoy some of the turn like Halle, for example, a few years ago, um, I was running a good bit there and, um, that tournament is, is kind of, you know, in the middle of nowhere, I guess you could say, which is similar. It's very rural, yeah, isn't it's it? It's in the woods. Very nice, yeah, which is like similar to Texas where, where I live. And, uh, well, maybe not so much in Dallas, but but in, outside of the city there a little bit. And so I, I love that um, feeling. So you'll be running sometimes on the highway or whatever, and, and you get some strange looks from people, especially if you go right off your match or something like that. So, um, you know, yeah, you, you get some, some weird situations like that. But the good thing I, I like that you, the fact is, is a lot of times you're, you're just alone. You know, you're out there alone, and you're just kind of – kind of going and uh and pushing yourself and and there's no one there there's no you know crowd there to to support you or anything like that it's just you and yourself out there alone which is uh which is a cool part of it and are there any moments when you think why on earth do i do this yeah for sure yeah there's there's definitely some some times where you feel that way um but but then you remind yourself that uh you know you you chose to do it but there's a lot of uh, a lot of points where where you feel like uh stopping or um you know but i think continually having that test is um it's gratifying to get to get through that each time and you know i mean uh everyone handles the situations differently but uh it's something i really enjoy do you ever get asked to do inspirational talks about the running you do and and what it does for your overall development as a person no not really um no, I mean, I, there's so many great, um, great leaders, uh, you know, Cameron Haynes, David Goggins. I mean, a bunch of guys that I follow that are just, um, you know, they've got a, a lot better credentials for, for being um, motivational <laughs> than I probably have. But, um, you know, I, I follow a lot of those guys and um, I think they're they're a true inspiration and, and they do a great job of, of sharing the message. And um, no, you know, I, I don't much. I, I, I like to kind of put in the work and, um, you know, then, then usually it pays off down the road. But um, yeah, I like to have my head down and, and I like the fact of being out there alone and, and kind of grinding through it. But you're fifth in the world in the doubles individual rankings. You've been up to three. I mean, to be in the top five in the world in your chosen profession. I mean, is that not inspiration? Do you not see it as an inspiration? Yeah, yeah, for, for sure. Yeah, it could be definitely, Um, you know, um, yeah, I would say so. Um, Are you being overly modest here? <laughs> or, or is it the fact that because doubles doesn't get so much coverage, you're not thought of as as much inspiration as the fifth or third best singles player in the world? Sure, yeah, I mean, there's, there's definitely a little bit of that. Um, but, you know, I mean, for us, you know, it's kind of a give and take. You have to focus on yourself and try to prepare yourself the best you can at, at all these big events to, to be at your best level. Um, you know, and I think uh, everyone handles it a little bit differently. Maybe some people like the spotlight a bit more. And, um, you know, for me, I try to just focus on, on my game and, and try to try to bring the best level I can at the big events. And, um, yeah, I I'm, wouldn't say that you don't have a, a voice uh, per se. I mean, I think social media is, is a great platform for that in some ways. I'm, I'm not to be honest, the biggest fan of, of social media in general, but um, I think there's a lot of great things it can be used for, and that's definitely an area that I can get <laughs> a lot better. <laughs> but if there's a kid in Texas who says, well, there's that local guy who's doing well in doubles, you know, let, let's see what he's got to teach me. Is there anything you would identify from your own development as a tennis player, with the running included, that you would say, yeah, that's what I would happily pass on to others? Sure. I mean, there's there's so many lessons that, um, you know, not only running, but, but tennis in general um, gives us. I think, um, you know, perseverance is probably probably the single biggest, um, you know, trait that uh, I think the guys that um, get through and make it have um, that, that others maybe don't have as much of. Um, you know, there's so many times looking back when I was younger and, and um, in college and, and all the levels where the easy decision is to is to stop or, or kind of, um, you know, slow down a little bit. And um, 
I think that ability to lose and keep moving forward, uh, handle handle losses the right way, and I, I think that's what separates the the top guys. Not only in doubles or, uh, but you know, especially in singles, these guys um, they're professional all the time, and um, and they lose a lot. You know, tennis is a weird sport where if you're not you know, and Novak or, or Carlos or, or Roger or Rafa in the past um, that they're winning almost every week they play. Uh, most guys uh, lose almost every single week. Um, and if you have two weeks where you, where you win the tournament and you're know, having a great year, so you, you have to lose a lot, I think, in being able to handle losses and keep moving forward and, and, um, and being professional even when it's in the easy choices maybe to not be. Um, that's what separates the guys that have a, a long career and successful and are able to push through those tough times and the guys that don't.